0: Blog Talk Radio Live from Washington, DC, It's quintessential listening. Poetry online radio. Now, here's your host, Dr. Michael Anthony Ingram. Michael Anthony Ingram, and I am joined tonight by internationally acclaimed and award-winning poet and visual artist, Misty Milwee. Misty's works have appeared in over 1,500 publications worldwide since the age of 13. She is the author of the newly released poetry book, Human Reaction, which is available for purchase on Amazon.com. In addition, she is editor, translator and publisher of her own online poetry and visual arts journal called the Sequoia-Cherokee River Journal. Fellow poets, in my opinion, she is truly a modern-day Renaissance woman. So please help me welcome Misty Milwee. Misty, are you there? I'm here,
1: Michael. Thank you for
0: having me. All right. You're more than welcome, more than welcome. Let's talk about your book first, all right? Sure. What inspired you to write Human Reaction?
1: Uh, well, to be honest, um, what encouraged me to start writing this book was after years of, I would say, emotional baggage, I okay. kind of felt like, you know, it was this was my calling. This is what God wanted me to do. So I wrote this book to Express my feelings and uh, help others that have gone through the same thing that I've gone through through experience. Mm-hmm. You know, I just wanted to give this transparent voice uh, a different sense of to breathe words of wisdom and understanding through this right. culture.
0: Well, what did you learn about yourself when writing the book?
1: Uh, I learned that I was able to express myself in a more deeper uh, meaning. Uh, I found out who I was personally, spiritually, and I was able to express that through the words to my book. And part of my backstory here in my book was, you know, after several years, you know, I kind of went through a lot of stuff emotionally. And um, I kind of, I've had my, you I'm not going to say I haven't. You know, and that was challenging. So through this, I was able to, with, uh, how I felt and kind of put together words to, you know, kind of get my composure back, I would say. But it really helped me channel my feelings more and learn to um, express them on a deeper level of understanding. You know, when I was writing this I was kinda of almost at that um, stage of it all comes all at once because when I wrote this it was like it took me like three months actually to be honest that I wrote this book. Three months on this time. So, you know, that was kind of a long ride.
0: Mhm. Okay, so Well, what surprised you most?
1: What surprised me most? Oh, gosh. Um, I would have to say um, spiritually that um, surprised me the most because as I was writing a couple of these, especially emotional intelligence there towards the end, It was like a huge aura of emotion that just came over me. It was almost like a I would say like a our body experience. (laughs) I mean, sometimes that's a little hard to explain but it was that was the surprise feeling. I mean, it just like completely moved me. It moved my spirit. And so it just left me with that feeling and Lived and you know of renewal, and that right there really surprised me more after I had written all that, and I was like, the feeling of it was surprising. Mm-hmm. In my
0: I had an opportunity to read some of the reviews on Amazon, and the reviews were reviews were incredible. If you had to convince a friend or colleague, to purchase your book, what would you say to them?
1: Hmm. Well, I would have to say, um, I would
0: say, um, well,
1: let's say, I would say, you know, if you're going through a lot of um, personal issues or, you're at a tough spot where you're struggling i would suggest you to read my book because um it would help you a lot because through my book it really has to do with a lot of life lessons and things experienced so to me you know if i was talking to somebody i would tell them hey look you know we can all relate here and um, I think, you know, if you really want a deeper understanding about yourself, about your spirituality, you know, you might have mixed emotions. So, you know, this book really kind of helps you in a lot of ways. Yes. In
0: life. Mm-hmm. Very nice. Thank you. You know, the big picture tonight is what is poetry? So i'm asking you the question what is poetry to you
1: what is poetry to me i would say um really it's a way of life it's how we express our feelings our emotions our reactions um to how we feel and with poetry you know we speak would want to speak with a transparent voice and poetry enables and helps us in the healing process in expressing our voice either in written or in
0: spoken word form. hmm Well, this is a, a little different take on that same question. Why is it important?
1: Why is it important? Actually, um, I would say in work that Poetry is very important. It is a very important tool. It's to express our feelings and every word that we project is a step of faith, courage and perseverance. Poetry is our our sense of wonder
0: and wonder mm. in our existence.
1: It is a way to heal. It is also a way to cope. With uh, life obstacles and problems, poetry also helps us see truth, reality, beauty, desire, and our imagination. Poetry helps us to see both realistically and in our imagination, and it also helps us see it through the our conscious and our
2: subconscious
1: also important to be in touch with the feelings in our in our dreams so that's yes. also important too as well
0: let's go way way back okay. what was an early experience where you learned that poetic language had power hmm
1: did you say on that last? The last part? Hmm? Um, I would say, oh, Language wise, um, back in when I was probably 13 is when I started learning some other way to visit. I feel that, you know, that was the power to express in uh, not only in the English language, but Korean yeah. the Korea language, the language I was saying because I used the Korean when I left, um, when he liked
0: Do you come from a literary background?
1: From a literary background? Um, yes. Mm-hmm, well, I would say not really, but my mom, she was uh, English. She was going to major in English, but she wound up doing dance instead. But I still kind of feel it kind of in her bones somewhere along the way.
0: hmm hmm As you think about your body of work, what are some of the predominant themes?
1: Predominant themes in my work. Um I write a lot about God and spirituality. And some of my other themes I would uh, I write a lot about why and attachments to love and um, I write a lot through based on experience. And I also write about tragedy and loss, and a lot of my work is free verse and also lyrical poetry. So, like through my themes, you know, a lot of different subjects, you know, I write about um, experiences.
0: Now, and how would you classify yourself as a poet? What type of poet are you?
1: I'm a grapheme, color, symmetry, synesthesia, and ecstatic poet. Wow. And what that, Tell me more. And what that means is it's where I write and poetic devices which attempt to express a linkage between the senses. I write from multi-sensory experiences, that's part of how I write, and that has driven my mind beyond seeing to a <coughs> phenomenal height of illusion, projected through words envisioned from interpretation of dreams, uh, emotions sensations and other vibes and auras. Also, a uh, spiritual depth of dimension. It, it feels like a three-dimensional feeling, if you want to know exactly and how that feels there is like a three-dimensional feeling. And this, what I use is graphing color imagery synesthesia. Uh, this technique is a useful way to heighten and highlight a six and can be used to confusion or say excitement. It it adds a added layer of to words and it can make imagery more complex and detailed. I also use Mnemonic devices,
2: after
1: that, a lot of
2: words, because
1: it gives a like a visual sound to the flow of words. So there, those are are just a few things about mm-hmm. how my graphic and color imagery synesthesia works. And as far as plastic that you know, writing about on or vice versa, you know, that kind of comes differently for me, it depends, because I, most of the time, I write the poem and I automatically see an image and I'll paint that or I can paint an image in mm-hmm. my mind and then write a poem to that. and I've done the Mm-hmm. At drastic collaborations with some people
0: mm-hmm.
1: over the last several years. I've done several actually, and uh, I had some make the right to my work. Uh, Scott Thomas Allard uh, it that. He to get it out there. I've also been to you know, that really came to do. So that's another. Right.
0: Missy, do you have a phone handy? I do. Okay, because you're going in and out, in and out. So it's very difficult to to, to hear you. And I want the audience to, to to hear every word that you share. So if How you will call that? back, okay, th- that's better. That's better then. That's better. Okay. I I don't want anyone to to, to miss out on what you're saying because it's too fantastic, and I would feel remiss if I didn't say something.
1: Okay, thank you.
0: Oh, yes, you're more than welcome. Now that we're back together in terms of communicating, (laughs) please share a poem.
1: Okay, let's see. I want to read Black and Blue from my new poetry book. Human Reaction. Let me get this right here. Okay, this one is titled Black and Blue, and it's in my new book, Human Reaction. Black and Blue. Inked in black and blue. I wrote my story, and about depression. And through the darkness, I painted an expression of heaven, too. The voices in my head made me tired of fighting. I could barely get out of bed. My mind expressing thoughts of ADD and OCD mixed with anxiety. I had to remind myself, God's not dead. Now get out of bed, he said doubt, despair and dwelling in puddles of insecurity even when myself worked, there was there positivity or negativity I was blinded and confused by what the darkness proposed white, and blue light around every corner taking down demons and sinners but God reminded me there are believers. I pull back the curtain to see a reflection of myself. Shades of black and blue blend deep in my soul. An eye full of demons stripped down in a lot, with my eyes up to see Breath of heaven. In that moment, I felt that my life was worth saving. Jesus reached in and placed a seed of hope inside of me. That night, in my mind, I doused the demons with flame. I was done with demons playing mind games in my head. I kept telling myself, God's not dead. The pain on your head. The darkness lifted, in the grace of dawn on blue. My voice spoke peace and said, Amen.
0: On that I don't know what to say
1: I've, ha- I've had a really lot of good feedback Off of this one So that's kind of mm-hmm. why I picked this
0: one. Oh, it's beautiful Beautiful All great writers Have great writing influences Who are some of yours And what makes them great in your eyes
1: I've had several, actually. Um, Ever since I was young, when I did start writing at age 13, some of my favorite writers was Emily Dickinson, Maya Angelou, Edgar Allan Poe, just to name a few. And Dickinson, she's always just kind of given me a sense of peace and wonder. Her uh, words spoke to my soul, and you know, it was had a lot, a lot, a lot of light and lift in her work. So that's the reason why she's always been a favorite writer of mine. And then um, Maria Angelou, she, her works have always kind of given me a sense of power. Wisdom and perseverance to write. So she's always kind of been one of my encourage, encouragements to write this. And then um, Edgar Allan Poe. Oh, God, that report was so amazing. Uh, I did some readings when I was younger. You know, not a whole lot. I wasn't into the readings that much when I was younger, but um, I did kind of study his work some, and I loved his because it was so dramatic, and he's so always kind of brought my darkness out, and, you know, his work, I always kind of felt, you know, there was kind of truth there, and boldness, So that's kind of even why I kind of stayed Close to some of his works because he had a lot of widge wow. of beauty and, you know, in the dark sense of his. And as far as um, performers, that's really given me, they, that have given me been a good influence on me, I would say, both um, more. Jefferson Bethka and Clayton Jennings. I've always kind of leaned more towards them because they there are right. a I get a lot from them spiritually, so I kind of stayed with them a lot and have listened to their works and they're just you know like they keep it current. They keep it current, and that they talk about, you know, it's real uh, about experience. So that really kind of influenced me a lot
0: in my own writing. Wow, very nice, very nice. Let's take a brief break, and we'll be right back. Okay. Okay. Four six seven eight seven one six three one, and Misty, we have a caller.
1: Awesome.
0: All right, let me bring this person in. Area code three one six. First three numbers are two one zero. You're on the air.
2: Hi, Michael. This is Linda in Wichita.
0: It's <laughs> Linda Embler on the line.
2: Hi, Misty. Hi, Linda. How are you? I'm fine, little sweetheart. How are you doing? I'm good. Thank you. Listen, uh, first of all, I want to uh, just congratulate you on all your honors and recognitions, of, of which you have a ton, which are very well earned. I, I'm, I'm really proud of you for that. Um Thank you. I had a comment about your book, and then I had a request. That's okay? Sure. Yes. Okay, Uh, one of the, you know, you talked earlier about helping people. And I think this is the kind of book that kind of takes you through a series of vignettes, you know, from from point A to point B to point C, you know, and there's little changes along the way. But one of the things I really love most about this book is your pages where you have the lines where people can have their thoughts or a visual sketch. I think that's really an important way to help people. And uh, you know, let people record their own
0: right. their own
2: things and in, in their own way. And you know, by the time they get to the end, perhaps they'll do what you did, which is where my request comes in. Um, after this huge roller coaster that you had, uh, you know, up and down uh, from the beginning of the book through the middle, you come into the clearing there with this beautiful Drops of Joy, and then your Coupe de Gras, The Emotional Intelligence, and just just the whole journey is just so beautiful. But I was wondering if you would be interested, and Michael, you can tell me whether I'm overstepping or not. Could you read Drops of Joy and Emotional Intelligence? And the reason I ask that, Misty, is because – if you talk about helping people, you're kinda of leading them. That's the goal that you want them to have when they get yeah. to the end. So, okay. um I, I think I think I get your book. I think I get it. So would you mind doing that for your sure. audience?
1: Okay. Yay. Okay. I've got emotional talent intelligence right here. Okay. A manifestation of energy impulsed my thoughts and feelings of nocturnal interlude and floating castles envisioned in my mind filtered through blue-gray purple clouds of magical wisdom wise with wonder. Nebulous rays beyond the universe and natural brilliance. Light of dimension reaches ascension into dark holes that manifest from the abyss, creating imbalanced reactions. Divine light enters, balancing reactions as broken words become pieced back together. My voice returns from broken dreams. The call from heaven saturated my eyes, putting out the rampart fires of self-destruction. The images still reflected in open wounds, my redemption at the cross that set me free with freedom. Where yet when my heart fills every breath to breathe to end. With the air
2: and the Thank you. That is just gorgeous. And that, that really, I mean, that takes you to a whole different spot from where you started at the beginning of the book.
1: Wow. Thank you for asking me to read this one, um, Linda, because this one was a very spiritual piece of mine. And when I wanted to tell you, Linda, you know, when I wrote this, I was kind of in a different Place, like a different dimensional feeling, and it was like a whole sense of an aura that came over me, and it was like all the words, like, moved through my body, it was almost like an outer body experience, so it was like one of those wonderful feelings, and everything just comes together with a purpose.
2: Well you certainly you certainly nailed uh the emotional journey of a woman who's started at point A and gone through to the very end and I I wish you well and I, I will continue to follow your career as you go through things and I will let you go because I know there's other people that want to talk to you and Michael has more questions. <laughs> Michael, good to hear from yes. you, my friend. Thank yes, you, my friend.
0: Wow. You make me smile, Linda. You Thank welcome. you so much for calling. <laughs> All right.
2: Uh, you're welcome. Bye, Misty. Love you. Bye. Love Bye, Linda. Love you. Bye. All right. Okay.
0: You know that piece is so so profound. There's this sense of vulnerability that comes through your work. Yes. Do you think that someone can be called a poet if they don't feel strong emotions?
1: Oh gosh, <laughs> it's it's hard not to have emotions being a poet period. <laughs> but Okay. I said what you saying and go ahead, were you gonna say something?
0: No, 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 I was just listening.
1: <laughs> you know, um, emotions for a poet is one of the most wonderful feelings that you can really have.
0: I agree with that one hundred percent you've got to experience you've got to, to live it. you've got to live yeah. what you're what you're saying, and that is so important
1: That's,
0: it is so important, important to get in touch with your emotions. Please share another poem.
1: I want to read this one. Can you hear me?
0: I can hear you now. yes,
1: okay. This is also another um poem from my book Human Reaction. It's called Being and Seeing Song of Intellectual perspective. My heart thick and thin emotions rendezvous with the light felt deep within the paper dawn morning with yellow hues that clung to the dew on leaves of glass. A baby swan in the distance. Often when my mind was tangible to the horizon. And it just the hope precious memories flashed back and in between the thin reflections. A mirror of reluctance of my heart the light cast out the shadows in the deep water of my eyes my eyes saw perspective a positive hope I wept with joy for when I wept with a and I sunk I was sunk in the valley of shadows and feeling shallow. But now flowers bloom, where there once was the lake of sorrow. Lifting the veil, I found tomorrow when life was paper thin and my bondage was with the sun and the moon. What held the heavens for me to see? Balancing daylight and darkness. Within me, at the other gate, opened wide. Emotional being engaged my soul. My story being told, seeing my identity in mirrors that projected an image of reality.
0: Does writing energize or exhaust you? Mm,
1: Wow. To be honest, both. (laughs) Okay. It's very energizing. It is very energizing. And it is, you know, does exhaust me too, to an extent. But especially when I've got a lot on my mind... Because my mind kind of races. So if okay. I, go, I, go, I have a lot going through my mind, I'm like, whoa, this is like in a complete emotional roller coaster. So it's like, write like everything you can real quick. <laughs> so I'll kind of like, you know, sometimes it'll be a little jumpy, but, you know, I'll kind of write back and forth or write what I'm thinking about at the time and then go back and edit. But, <laughs> A lot of my energy poems, they come all at one time. It's just like this whole big old flow of words and, you know, I'm just like, whoa, where did that come from? (laughs) I'll even stop myself in my own tracks and be like, whoa, you just wrote that. Okay. (laughs) That was really long. Okay, let's go back to the epic (laughs) poems. (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: it can be exhausting like after I wrote my book Human Reaction you know I was I mean I wrote that thing in like three months so that was like a huge emotional roller coaster for me and to write yes. that in three months I was just like after I got done I was like man I am exhausted <laughs> I mm. stayed up late and I worked on it and
0: Well, you know, I was going to ask you, which is potentially part two of that question, and maybe you've already answered it, so if you have, say I've already answered that, Michael. Uh, What is the most (laughs) difficult part of your artistic process?
1: The most difficult part of my artistic process? Hmm. I would have to say... it's really kind of cha- channeling my emotions uh, when mm. like when I use I, I use some different devices on my writing process so you know I really think that's more challenging to me because mm. I use um, not only am my graphene um <clears throat> graphene color imagery synesthesia but I also use um, what's called spatial sequence synesthesia
0: mm-hmm. and
1: that's um, to be more clear about what that is, it's like a built-in mnemonic reference and also through spatial visual- visualization as points in space so it's like, you know recalling past events or your memories in greater detail. And so really that's kind of more of the challenge because I might get, so okay, like for example, like I said, the number 1992 or 0213, you know, that may recall like a vision From the year 1992 or 0213 may recall a vision of a date or time projected in space to recall memory or a vision from either that year or date or time. It's like a numerical sequence almost or in a repetitive code 020202. And and what I mean by that is like, so I see those numbers, so I automatically get a visual or a vision from that year, and it will develop my words or feelings from that time or during that year. If I recall a memory, I would write about that memory. So that that's kind of like one of my um, writing processes there. And I also use other different aids, like um, mirror touch synesthesia.
0: And what I mean by that
1: is like a higher aura empathy, like where I kind of feel like the same sensations. I feel like, you know, if I feel like you're, vibe, I could write about what you're feeling or your emotion or and then for that I would write what I'm feeling for you from your feeling, your emotion, what you're feeling and I would write from that. So, you know, it's like a I know it's some different processes of writing but that's kind of like some of mine and I would even use music to be one of my aids to write. So if I'm like listening to, like, say, Mozart, I I might get a complete opening off of that, and that would also. Well. So you know, that's really kind of my biggest challenge is, you know, the different aids that I, that I use in writing Mm -hmm. the writing process but that's more the challenge to me you know it
0: sounds like a very complicated process
1: it can be and you know it, it is kind of frustrating at times especially when your mind is running this way and running that way and you're and all these numbers start coming out and you're trying to visualize this and Sometimes (laughs) Sometimes it's, <laughs> it can be frustrating, but I, 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 I try to maintain my balance.
0: Yes, I can see that. Please share another poem. Yeah. Okay, sure. Hey. Okay. okay, we're going
1: for a energetic. Okay, this one, this one is called Drops of Joy, and it's from my book, Human Reaction, Where my thoughts were clear, I feel drops of joy in the open air, where gardens bloom, some tiny seedlings, cared for under the sun and moon, and blessed. By heaven's rain, I feel drops of joy on my shoulders. An emotion felt deep within my soul. The presence of God, living inside my soul, reflecting joy and happiness. Walking by faith, not by sight. Precedence takes over with blossoming flowers, inviting spring to wave hello, with golden yellow and lavender blooms, radiant hues of emotion, bloomed with care. In my heart, I knew being was there, The drops of joy in the spring air.
0: Drops of joy. Drops of, drops of drops. joy. You know, it would be wonderful if drops of joy could rule the world. Amen. <laughs> there's so much happening. So much happening around us. What do you view as being the role of a poet in modern-day society?
1: Well, uh Right now I've been doing a lot through the um ministry and okay. I've used a used to a lot of my works through um ministry and academic studies actually but um right now I've done more through the ministry at the moment because of uh being a mentor. Because you know the you know the pandemic's thing kinda Yes the way it's been so you know I've just kind of been like more in the outreach programs so I've been kind of helping more people in that respect in um, there so you know I've had a lot of people that have bought my book that have used it for ministry and outreach because some of the programs are still going on but through like Zoom and Skype and, you know, online. So um, I've been kind of helping there in the outreach programs and using my poetry to help others um, in their situations or, you know, what they're going through. So, you know, they can relate to what's in the poetry book and they can, if they've bought one, then they can uh, write where. I've got the lines in my poetry book. Because, see, when I originally um, set my poetry book up, I get to where it looks like a journal or, you know, like just in ministry and then that would go in. you would have that space to write down, like, your thoughts or your feelings. And if you're a preacher, then, you know, you can use that to write uh, Bible verses or any other little notes that you want to. So, you know, it's really got a really good setup, and everybody has really liked that. So I've got a good many for for the outreach programs, and, you know, and I feel that's really kind of helped a lot. So the more that I can help people right now, the better um, with the, everything that's been going on in the world. So, you know, to me, I just felt like that's where God wanted me. right now where he wants me so I've just try to be of more help, be of service to where he wants me to be.
0: So they, they, they the the following words may be appropriate. Hold as servant. Yes. Yeah. So I, I feel
1: like Hoard that's is- really really helpful.
0: Let's take a brief break and we'll be right back. back. I am here with Misty Milwee. Misty, I'd like to know more about the Sequoia Cherokee River Journal.
1: Okay. um, Well, right now uh, it's going to a biannually journal. And the reason being is because I get like over 300 to 400 submissions a month. So um, right now that's where I stand, and it's going to be coming out in June and in October. And I started this journal because it has my heritage, my background. Uh, I'm a Cherokee Indian, so I've got that in my background, and that was one of the reasons why I started my journal to begin with, plus I wanted to help others in um, features poets and publish them in a uh, different setting and I've been doing translations along and I've enjoyed collaborating so my journal also has collaborations it features the visual arts poetry translations and um, and it's been going really good, and you know, it's received um a couple awards on my translations, and you know, so it's been going really good. But um, if anybody wants to send their submissions, you can do so. I'll start the reading um period here in about a month or two. All right. So, but, um, All
0: right.
1: Just a little bit we'll, we'll about make sure the that
0: information gets out to everyone. Okay. Thank you. You know, all poets have several words that come up over and over and over again, words or sentences that they just can't help but use in their work. What are three of your absolute favorite words to use?
1: Absolute favorite words to
0: use?
1: Hmm. I would have to say a lot about vision. Some of my words, I would say would, one of them would be vision and reaction would be one of my other words. I also use poignant a lot in my work. And then obstacles. I use perseverance. Emotion, song, that'll be another word. And I use the word well a lot. Fear, another one. I use whispers. That's some of my main ones that I use.
0: Wow, very nice. What what do you hope readers get from encountering your work?
1: What do I hope readers get in encountering my work? Well, I hope that they get the feeling, the sense of um, being, a sense of emotion, And I hope they're able to feel that. And I hope they're able to feel hope. And I hope they feel peace. I hope they're able to feel strong. And I hope they're able to feel empowered by it. I hope it moves them. And I hope they're able to see what they are unable to see. And I, that it brings them a sense of light that, you know, that they've needed. And I want them to feel good. I want others to feel good. I want them to feel peace. Because right now that's what a lot of people need, I feel, in my opinion. I feel that a lot of people need peace and they need hope in in this world. And that's what I hope to project through my work, and I hope that's what they do. Mm-hmm.
0: What piece of advice would you give to your readers? Do what? What should they do?
1: What piece of advice would I give to my readers? As in advice, I would say. You know, just if you're reading this, I hope that um, my advice I give you is going to be uh, empowering. I hope uh, they're empowered, and I want them to feel empowered and inspired by it. And I hope it's in a sense of what... That was in mind, that I would like to give others yes to give very them nice. and hope and you know doing the things that they love because if mm-hmm. you don't do what you love, then you know that that's your your purpose. Do what you love.
0: That's so true. Yes, it's important to do what you love, and it sounds like you do what you love, and we
1: witnessed it. <laughs> yes.
0: It. Okay. We've got time for one more poem. One more Please poem. Please share one. Okay. Well,
1: I think I would like to share I know this is an old one but I want to read this one because it was my very first one because mm-hmm. I feel it's kind of important so I want to read that one especially if there's any teenagers out there listening. So it's called um, Teen Violence. And a little bit of background about this. I wrote it when I was 13. This is my very first one. And it was read at a uh, poetry symposium, an international poetry symposium back when. So this is one, I wrote it when I was age 13, and it's called Teen Violence. And it's dedicated to young lives of the future. And I wrote this after the Columbine shooting. So this prompted me to write this piece. Okay. Too many guns that end young lives. Too many tears. Too much strife. Gangs taking aim to prove their power. Kids are dying by the hour. Tempers, bullets, and knives are flying. There is no reason for all this dying. Drugs are ruining great young minds. Some only live for another line. Booze, booze, and thuds fill all the glasses. So why bother going to classes? In the years, I'm considered a child. I'm mature enough not to go these miles. I promise myself to be the best that I can be. Please, God, will you help me stop the violence and bring us peace into the millennium? Make the wildness cease. And that is ten bottles. That and is that so powerful. Has, and that one has also received uh Actress Choice Awards and the in National Poet of the Year.
0: That oh wow. <laughs> so that, that,
1: I I really wanted to share that one because it was kind of a important piece and it was really a turning point for my um when I started my career so in writing, so I felt that was peace Sessions
0: chair. Oh, very nice. You know, writers and poets write for a myriad of reasons. Some write primarily to speak a message to the audience. Others write because to stay silent is not an option. Why do you write?
1: I write because that's what God has called me to do. And I feel that he has called me here to be a messenger to Uh, speak what he wants me to speak about. You know, a lot during my career through my literary works, I've written a lot, but I write about what really speaks truth truth and through experience. And, you know, that's one of my my other main things that I write about because I want to protect that image, you know, that others can relate to because if you can't engage your crowd and... Or they can relate to on your level how do you engage your audience? I mean, to me, it's just very important that if you're going to write and speak about it, then you need to be able to help others or you know through your writing I mean that's what God has called me to do and um in your reaction to it. And that was another reason why I wrote Human Reaction because, you know, we're all human beings and how we react to something is, you know, we're humans. We all react differently. I mean, you know, if you have anger or something going on, you know, everybody reacts differently to different things, life, death, different experiences. And if we can help each other, then... You know, we can help each other, and I'm all for that. I want to help people and that's what God called me to do, and I've written some eulogy poems over the years, and you know, and that has really helped people have have closure, have closure. So you know, if if there's anything I can do to help someone, then that's what I'm going to do, and that's. Where God wants me at that time So I just want to fulfill His purpose And what He has for me And speak Mm. through
0: that Speak
1: through words
0: Wow You've been a wonderful servant
1: Thank you You're incredibly
0: powerful We only touched the tip of the iceberg In terms of your talent Um, But it's time to go it makes me kind of sad because I want to hear more.
1: Okay.
0: I want to, I want to, I want to, to learn to so more much more I want
1: to talk more, too. So.
0: Yes. Another, another showtime. Okay.
1: Another time.
0: You'll be back. You'll be back. be back. I'll be
1: back. I'll be back. Yes.
0: <laughs> I want to thank you for helping us celebrate Women's History Month which is an important month to celebrate. Every day is Women's History Month, to be quite honest. So I want to thank you. I wish you nothing but the best. And until we connect again, take care and be safe. All right?
1: Thank you, Michael, and thank you for having me. It's been a pleasure and an honor, and I appreciate you.
0: All right. Good night, everyone.
1: Good night,
0: everyone. You have just listened to the Quintessential Listening Poetry Online Radio Podcast with your host, Dr. Michael Anthony Ingram. Subscribe to our podcast on iTunes, Spotify, or Stitcher. And make sure to catch our next episode.